Keep 100% of your claim. If you've been hurt in a road accident that wasn't your fault, you should really talk to G4 Claims first. Unlike road accident solicitors, we don't charge you for our services, which could see you better off. To keep 100% of your compensation, have a chat with Nicole and the team. You'll be glad you did. Search online for G4 Claims. Keep 100% of your claim. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Select the Thunder podcast. It's episode 99. We are dragging the arse right with it on the build up to episode 100. It feels like between 90 and 100 has been the longest stretch in the podcast history. And we're taking it back. We thought, what a, what a better way to celebrate 99 episodes before the big 100 than taking it back to how it all began here on what is effectively Zoom. It's like COVID times. What is it you said when we first loaded in, Ryan? You said like we were in a time warp or something. I think it was you that said that, it wasn't oh, me. Well, I, well, it was, you were alluding to something and then I finished your sentence, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You're used to this though, dude. This is what you do every day. I know, I know, and I've just finished work as well, so it feels like kind of a continuation. This doesn't work, though, of course not. I would never, would never ever call this work. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. It's all enjoyment, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we are on, before I get to introducing Calum and Ryan properly, if you are wondering why we're not in the G4 studio, the only reason for it is there was no space in the G4 studio this week. And I want us to get back on track, want us to get back to consistency. International breaks are finished. We have no excuses from now until March. I just wanted this to get going, and uh, by delaying it another week, that wouldn't have been the best start. So we had to get it done one way or another. So we're here and we're always here. And uh, that starts with you, Callum Craig. First time you've been on in ages. How are you feeling? Uh, ah, it's nice to be back. There's a bit of pain it's on, online, but uh, I mean, just looking forward to that episode 100 with uh, a full premiere for it. A, li- a live booze in the studio or something. We'll just oh, get. <laughs> we'll just get absolutely off face. Just go to. You know just, go to fi- just go to firewater like we did that last time with the TSF uh, Christmas special. Oh god, let's let's not bring that up because uh, no, absolutely not. A funny story, it's... didn't he? I think for a, a certain bucket of venom. Um, Kieran's not here this week. What I will say is, in in place of Kieran, I must say, Callum, the moustache is some upgrade. The moustache is looking fine, so that's that's good. Have you have you managed that? Um, I, I, this is the most I've actually maintained it. I mean, with it being November, so the full November and such, it's con- continued on. Next year, I will finally raise money for it. This year's just sheer laziness. This is the this is like the the, the practice shot before you go on. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan McGinley's down the bottom of the screen. Ryan, it's nice to see you as always. How you doing? Things are good. Yeah, um, glad to have the proper football back after it feels like ages away with regard to. The, the international break, last one until March, as you said, so yeah, we've got plenty to discuss and plenty to talk about. It's never quiet in the world of the Celtic, even when there's no football on, so we've plenty to, to discuss this evening, I reckon. Yeah, we do have quite a bit to discuss, also, we'll try and get things done uh, quickly as possible when it's a Zoom version, so that everybody at home isn't subject to a horrible, you know, lack of quality between the three of us on, on Zoom, so... 
Let's just get into things, I suppose. We do have a number of topics we could start off with, but I feel like we may as well just start with the basics. It's been a while since we've watched Celtic in action, so let's talk about the game. Let's just get that out of the way first. I know we've got an AGM, I know January's round the corner, I know there's another few things to talk about, but Celtic take on Motherwell, uh, at time of release, it'll be tomorrow, back at Celtic Park. Um, looking to pick up where we left off, Ryan, a 6-0 win against Aberdeen. It's all about just carrying on that momentum um, and looking like there's no stumbling coming back from an international break. Should should be straightforward stuff. Chance to go 11 points clear, which is absolutely incredible. I know that there's a, Rangers will have two games in hand by the time that game's finalised, but those are still two games that Rangers have got to go out and win. You know, that hasn't always been the case over the course of the season, that they've actually went out and won their games. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be very, very interesting to see if Celtic can keep that going, keep the good the good feeling going. There was certainly a good feeling going into the international break with that Aberdeen result. Not just the result, but the performance, the individual performances of certain players. You know, Matt O'Reilly, Lewis Palmer, Yang Hyun Jun as well. You know, there's so many players that had their tails up going into the international break, you hope it's not been too long and they can just continue on with that good feeling that they've got, especially going into a, a pretty decisive game in Europe you would say it is, the, the, it's the last round, the, the, the last round of the last chance saloon um, they'll, they'll be dining at or drinking at, so yeah, it's a, it's an important weekend coming up and then an important weekday, but fingers crossed that they can go and get the job done against Motherwell, a team that will be feeling quite sorry for themselves with the run that they're on at the moment. Um, I heard Kettlewell talking, Stuart Kettlewell talking about how uh, the managerial merry-go-round is an mm. absolute disgrace. It sounds like a guy that's certainly under pressure, <laughs> that's for sure, because I think, he might be, I think he might be next on the block. So, um, yeah. Hopefully Celtic can inflict more pain on Motherwell because their form has been quite dreadful recently. Fingers crossed Celtic can put more uh, misery onto them. Yeah, I think the statistic that I heard in Sky Sports News this morning was that Motherwell haven't won a league game since September. I might be wrong, but I think that's what it is. So Callum, you, you put that into the equation. You also put the fact that our last three league games have been pretty good. We beat St Mirren, we beat Ross County, we beat Aberdeen. Um Celtic Park at home is quite a boring one to talk about because ultimately you've got it's the bread and butter, you've got to be winning those games. But when you put the baths together of how well Celtic have played in the last couple of games and how poorly Motherwell have, have, put, uh, have been coming together, it, it really kind of starts to write itself. Are you confident heading into it? Definitely. I think I used to want to involve, so I just touched on it. As at home, you expect it to be a nice easy result. But then again, also last time we played them, we're at 2 1. We, Matt O'Reilly put him up in the 97th minute. I think you just obviously just hope there's no shades of that again because that was quite, quite a dreadful watch overall, I felt myself. Um, but no, I think as you've as I've touched on previously, that's six now against Aberdeen. You can only hope that the players have been sort of kept on that high, they've kept riding it out and certain players get their chance again at the weekend. I forgot, but you've actually just reminded me that that game actually happened. It was at Fur Park on the 30th of September. Blair Spittle scored in the 95th minute to make it 1-0. Matt O'Reilly scored in the 97th minute to get the win. It just shows you, Calm. I mean, you're talking about how you don't want to get overconfident. You know, coming back from an international break, especially with Celtic having injuries scattered around the squad, you can't take anybody for granted. It's one that they'll need to be switched on from the start. Um... And, you know, at that point in time, I remember there was a couple of performances that people were questioning. But I think the Celtic squad have done enough since... Do you, do you, this is my question to you. Do you think the Celtic squad have done enough since the 30th of September to convince you that we can we can get through these games more comfortably than maybe we would have at, at that point? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, even you look at it, I mean, sort of the big highlights of sort of 6 0, the 3 0 away to Ross County, a place in previous years been a bit of a pain for us. And then, even not long after that, the 4 1 away to So, I mean, we have proven that we have sort of kicked on from it. The only sort of stumbling in there would have been outside of Europe, the 0 0 against Hibs. Mm-hmm. But same thing again, Easter Road, that's always been a fucking a hard place for us as is. But nah, I think you would fancy us to get the job done fairly easy. Ryan, I mean, we go into this game a couple of players down. There was obviously questions around Luis Palma as well. Those questions were then answered very quickly. However, he has got a quick trip back from South America, which also adds an element of of doubt as to whether or not he'll be ready to start the game. Um, what is your thoughts of the squad coming into this game? Does it does it worry you not having you know your Dyson Midas around, your Leal Abadas around, especially when you've got to take into consideration now game management? is key. You've already brought up the the game on Tuesday against Lazio midweek but this marks a run, of, uh, a run of fixtures now where Celtic will play 11 games in 38 days which is nuts. So does it worry you that we're a little bit lighter in first team options even for a game like Motherwell at home? I think it's just a perfect opportunity for players to stake a claim that haven't um, haven't staked one before. Or maybe they have done, and then they've maybe fallen away from it. I look at the likes of Bernardo. You look at Odin Thiago home. These are players that can come in and 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 put in a good performance when other players are injured. You know, we've not even spoken about the fact that Rio Hattati's injured until mm-hmm. after Christmas. You would assume, arguably Celtic's best midfielder when everybody's fit. Although Matt O'Reilly will have something to say about that. Uh, Dyson Maeda being injured isn't is a blow as well. But you've got players like Luis Palma. The fact that Luis Palma suspended for the game on Tuesday may mean that he starts the game anyway because. Sure. You know all all of those all of those yellow cards that he's picked up in the Champions League have come they've come home to roost for him for, for sure. Um, they come back to the nest in that regard. So yeah, I think he will start the game. Maybe more of a question mark surrounding Alistair Johnson because he's coming back late, late, uh, late from Canada. So maybe Anthony Ralston can come into the team. You know he, he's an able deputy, especially at home against a Motherwell side that you would expect Celtic to beat comfortably. If Celtic can't beat this Motherwell motherwell team comfortably then there's something not right to be honest but you can't take any games for granted every game has got their own challenges but you you would assume that Celtic have got too much both on in the starting 11 and on the bench to come off the bench um to to make easy work of motherwell you would suspect but you can't take anything for granted it's good that, you know, despite the um, the, the players that will miss Callum, and, and Ryan's obviously done a good job of uh, expanding on that a little bit, it's nice to see other players who we maybe questioned more towards the start of the season coming through and showing wee glimpses of uh, form. Somebody like O, for example, who has been majorly questioned by the Celtic support, but he started scoring goals now. He got his goals, um, you know, in the last couple of games. That'll do him the world of good. It's nice to see these players stepping up, and, and with these 11 games coming up, that's that's a massive opportunity for for guys like that to, to, to give even more to the team. Definitely. I think even the game against Ross County, I think you're always very unlucky with not getting the assist mm-hmm. and then getting the goal chucked off. Very unlucky. Brown performs to him, and then as you touched on, Getting the two goals against Aberdeen. I thought it was really nice his second goal against Aberdeen, the confidence in his cell to then go and take it. A lot of players would have just sort of panicked, cut back and played the ball across. Most of the fact the ball would have been to James Forrest. I'm even more delighted he didn't pass it. <laughs> uh, but no, I think definitely players like that, even like um my new personal friend for the shop home, he was in the other day. Oh, you made pals with home. I have indeed, it was lovely. Um 
But I know even with players that can't be nice to see them come in, get a bit of game time, especially with the run of games between now and the new year. Yeah, it's just going to be a, a slog, isn't it? I'm, I'm not looking forward to the potential backlash if some games don't go as, as smoothly as what people expect. But that's that's the, the, the kind of the nitty-gritty you've got to accept coming out of the winter phase, isn't it? You've got to understand that you are playing games thick and fast. You've obviously got games against Lazio and Feyenoord in there. You're taking on really good sides, and, and it might be a bit rough on the eyes, but Ryan, the most important thing, three points. So if Celtic keep racking up three points game after game, I, I'm not going to do an awful lot of complaining, to be quite honest. Um, let's get into the last segment of the match preview. Let's go to team predictions, because we've got quite a bit to battle through, haven't we? And I feel like we've covered the game pretty well. Any, I'll open the floor very quickly. Anybody got any points they want to throw in about the, the game tomorrow against Motherwell? Anything at all? Looking, f- looking forward to seeing more of Yang. To be perfectly honest with you, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm presuming that he's he's fully recovered from his knock that he got that, that forced him off the park against Aberdeen. But you know, it very much was the the Palma show against Aberdeen with his three assists and one goal. You know, we've got a penalty kick taker all of a sudden, which is absolutely amazing. But Yang was so so good, especially in that first half. Some of his cutting passes and, and movements into the box were were a joy to behold. So I'm hoping that. Uh, unlike his last performance against Motherwell where I thought he did struggle and he was taken off quite early on in that game, I think it was earlier on in the second half, it might have even been at half time I can't remember too much but um, if, if Yang can keep up his good performances then I think he'll be right in about it for uh, for the rest of the year in that starting lineup. and good and good for him because he's managed to turn it around after what you could probably say was a difficult start for him at the club Yeah Cam, it's been a while since we've had you on so what's your thoughts on Yang? What have you made of him so far? Um I've actually been very pleased with him. I think it's nice to see somebody obviously coming off the white like the white sides, having that be sort of cut in and then the final ball, I think <coughs> obviously the knock he takes things Aberdeen is a bit unfortunate. Obviously another one we've not really touched on as well was obviously the Kyogo incident yeah. in that match. But I think no, I've been fairly pleased with him. Um I think it'd be nice to see him obviously sort of kick on, continue on the sort of performance he's been having and I suppose put the ball at his feet and see what he can do. I, I like he's dribbling. He's a very, very good dribbler of the ball with the ball at yes. his feet. He's, uh, I'm, I've really been impressed with him, and I think there's definitely more to come. As much as Palma is the the player for now, I think Yang is the special player for the future that Celtic fans can be really, really excited about in the next two to three years. He's gonna he's gonna develop so much under Brendan Rodgers. He's got the best manager to work under, and I think the sky's the limit for him. To be honest with you. Let's hope so. I mean, I really do like him. To be fair, I think he's just a breath of fresh air in the terms that you know other players that we that we sometimes complain about on the right hand side of the park not doing certain things. Yang's very raw, but he's very you know he's intelligent. He's definitely got that that football and IQ. I think, and um, aye, I like him. Let's let's go ahead and start the predictions then. So, in goals, no conversation as always. Joe Hart will be there. Back four then, you've already touched on the prob- potential problems with Alistair Johnson making it in time for Saturday, Ryan. So we'll let you start with the midfield, uh, sorry, the, the, the back four. Um, what would you say is the back four for Celtic tomorrow? Do you throw a curveball here? Because it's the first game after the international break. Nat Phillips. So, that's, <laughs> I was thinking more Navrovsky, but I think it will be... Do you want me to just give you my back four? Yeah, go for it, your back four. So right back... Right back Ralston, left back Greg Taylor, uh, centre back Skills and Carter Vickers for me. Okay, so so effectively an unchanged back four, but forced into the change with with Johnston um, for for Ralston. 
Yeah, but the same reasoning later on in the in the in the predicted lineup will not apply. That's the thing for me because I'll pick one player that's arriving home late and another player that isn't. So you know, I'm, I'm always trying to mix it up. It's yeah, I get you, but it's always a goodie bag, isn't it? Like you reach in, you don't know what you're getting because it could be a complete shock to us on Saturday. Every every player reacts different as well to travel. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. You know. I mean, hopefully they all come back in one piece. That's the main thing. Um, right, okay. That's a, would you agree with that back four, Calm, or do you think that Johnson will make it in time? Uh, nah, I think I'd have to agree with that. As much as I would like Johnson to be in it, also as defensively solid and such, I think that's the sort of game you like to see sort of Ralston come in and get a bit of rotation about the squad. Okay, midfield three there. I'll let you kick it off. You've already spoke about how you'd maybe like to see more of home. We know that Hitati's out injured. Um, hopefully everybody else is, is ready to go. There's no other injuries in, in centre midfield as of significance. We've still got McGregor, still got O'Reilly. I think that's all pretty much good. So, Calm, what would be your, your midfield three? Um, I think also after what to get that bit of rotation, I think I'd like to see home with Ellie McGregor. Okay, right. If it's going to form, you start David Turnbull, but I don't think it will go to form. I think it'll go to the overall player because I think I think Turnbull scored in his last three league games. Yeah, I think Turnbull's like a joint top scorer in the league, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's five uh, goals. Um, he scored against he scored against Ross County. He scored against St Mirren, and then he scored. Well, other way about St Martin, Ross County, and then the Aberdeen game. Obviously, mm-hmm. he was on the bench for the on the bench for the game against Atletico Madrid. He came on for about uh, half an hour to go. For me, it's got to be the same one as Callum. To be honest, with uh, McGregor in the six, uh, O'Reilly just uh, no, uh, yeah, O'Reilly. I'd, I'd probably play O'Reilly a bit deeper. To be honest, in home, up for, up for, no. In fact, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna go go a complete one eighty with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, home home is home is the number eight, and Matt O'Reilly is the number ten. Right. Okay. I think I'd agree with the two of you. I'd love to see home get a start. Question about Turnbull starting with form. Um, obviously, you've got to talk about Europe as well on Tuesday um, with who who play in that game. But I'm I'm going to go with home. Um, I think Paolo Bernardo probably needs minutes in the game because I think there's a really good chance he might start again in Europe. But we'll obviously see how things unfold at the weekend. Right, a, looks, on you go. A bit of a weird one with Paolo Bernardo because at this stage I don't think anyone would pay the five six million to bring him in. No, Although no. I think I have been relatively impressed with him. But now I know there's a, a section of supporters online that want to see the back of him already. I'm like I think he's I think he's been caught in the, the, the firing line of the Atletico Madrid result when mm-hmm. he was statistically Celtic's best outfield sort of presser on the ball. Um obviously outfield press on the ball. You're not gonna have Joe Hart press <laughs> Well I mean <laughs> I wouldn't be by him to be honest. <laughs> to be fair he's better outside of the net rather than in the net. Um <laughs> when you look at that uh, Saul goal with his right, more, was, we're, we're not talking about we never talk about it then, we're not talking about it now, we're not talking about flesh. Didn't have time. Uh, we're trying to forget about it, right? Try but no, but, about uh, it. At the moment, I think Bernardo needs to do a wee bit more when he's given the opportunity. But I don't mm-hmm. think he's—I don't think he's done that much wrong. But he yeah. needs to start a wee bit. You know, he needs he's to just, show that Benfica quality. He's just one of those players that I think it's—it's it's difficult um, to really stand out because I think that a lot of people have that same attachment or, or want to have that same attachment as we did with our last Benfica loanee. But you've got to realise Bernardo's not a player who's going to be scoring goals every week or whatever. So it's hard to grab headlines, but I feel like quietly he's not done anything wrong. I, it's, he's just a sort of meh player. Like, he's just meh. Like, there's nothing great, nothing terrible. But um, we'll, we'll probably talk about him more. He's not as exciting plays. as home 
he's not as exciting as yeah. Odenholm on the ball, yeah. and that's probably the reason why I've picked him for the team because not not due to his performance against Aberdeen because I thought he didn't really take his opportunity that much. I know he had that chance that uh, Kellerus saved, but he, I, I thought he not that he hid in the game, but he didn't show everything that he was capable of doing. I'd like to see him get that second opportunity and get a chance against Motherwell because I think he's the sort of player that can single-handedly run the show if given the opportunity. Yeah. Um, right, front three, and then we'll wrap up this segment of the show. Calm, I'll pose the question to you. Do you think that Luis Palma will start tomorrow? Uh, I keep hobbing and hobbing it, but I think, yeah. Right. I think uh, I think I'd like to see him, Yang, and oh. My front three. Oh, okay. Oh, I'd go with the same, same front three. Obviously, we're still awaiting a further update, aren't we, on on the status of Kyogo? Um, as to whether Brendan Rodgers never mentioned it, and he's, he's yeah. press gone from some guessing that he's he's fully recovered. Yeah, um, but I I think that that's a smart front three. Actually, I quite like that. Actually, I was not sure. Do, do you know? Uh, I'm actually going to do a 180 on this one as well. Oh, surprise. Salah <laughs> Black, I know she's getting a wee bit of a hound on, on social media. Surprise, surprise. But um, yeah, always been on international duty. Kyogo mm-hmm. wasn't. So maybe that'll come into Brendan Rodgers' thinking as well. Maybe, maybe so. But I'm, a, but I'm okay with either or. I'm at, that, I'm at that stage that I'm okay with either or. In terms of other wingers, um, it's got to be Palma and Yang for me. You know, the dynamic duo that seem to be on the wing. I want to see that. That reunion once again on 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 either on either side because uh, they both did really well against Aberdeen and you're thinking they could do similar against Motherwell if given the the chance and opportunity. Interesting. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Um, your <laughs> score pre- your score predictions then. Your score predictions. I'll start with you, Callum. Uh, basing it off Aberdeen result four one. Oh, I'm conceding a goal. Okay, Ryan five 0 Five nil, God. I, I, I've I've stopped wanting to go for high scoring ones on a giver, so I'm going to say two nil because I, as much as I want to come out and say, God, I hope five, not. <laughs> I was trying with two nil. Come on, but it's a win. I mean, I, it's a, a win's a win. I know a win is a win, but two nothing. It's a bit meh, isn't it? It's, oh, it's you're the, such an, it's entitled, the an entitled Ned. That's what you are. I'm not. I, I prefer not to speak. <laughs> no, because the only reason I'm keeping it low is because against St Mirren, I was like, oh, 4-0. And then we fucking won with our last gasp winner, basically. I was like, I'm not saying that again. Yeah, I, I think I think Celtic will score goals in this game. I know I know that yeah, would okay. be the case if it was if it was 2 nothing, but I just think they'll inflict misery on a, on a motherwell side that are really struggling at the moment. Right, okay. Right, that's the match preview done. That's that segment of the show. Now, before I go into your halftime quiz today, because you were talking about Sarah Black a minute ago, have any of you seen it? And this is the topic of the week, right? I'm bringing in a topic of the week. Have you just been keeping up with the Cliff Richard drama? Can't no, say no. drama. <laughs> well, I know there's a lot of drama with Cliff Richard, right? I know there's a bit, you know, well, you know. But have you not seen what he said on this morning? Like, yesterday morning. Oh my Elvis, god. The Elvis Aye, aye, I didn't want it. So, to briefly explain for people at home listening, and Calum, you've obviously not heard what's happened, right? So, they, they were talking to Cliff Richard on this morning, right? And they said, um, oh, he was talking about how much he loved Elvis. And they were, oh, did you ever get the chance to meet Elvis? And he says, no, no, I did. I had the opportunity one time, um, and I was meant to go and meet him and get my photograph with him, but I, 
I seen a photo and I seen that he was fat and I said to myself, not getting a photo with him if he's fat and then he died like a week later and I'm like, he is get honestly, the pattern that has emerged from it is unbelievable. Everybody on the couch is just so, you can see Mad Alison Hammond, she's just trying her best not to break into laughter and, and just so awkward. I couldn't believe, imagine that, imagine like, oh there's a chance to get a photo with, you know, Neil Lennon, oh no he's too fat, no. No, no thanks. Don't I be sitting beside him? Why was it? Why was it? Why was it Neil Lennon that you brought up there? I know. I don't know. I just tried to keep. You could have literally. Up. You could have literally mentioned Brendan Rodgers, who did go through a weight loss said, campaign. Well, back on. Well, back on Zoom. So that means the Lenny abuse has to go on. <laughs> right, it's time for the halftime quiz before we get carried away. And today we've got a new brand, a new halftime quiz. It's not exactly unique. You'll know where it's from in a minute. However, Callum, you have pointed out the potential for this to go incredibly tits up. I mean, there is a good chance of it, isn't there? Uh, I think most of the fact it's a brilliant in-person quiz. Uh, Zoom quiz, not so much. And for that reason, I'm going to alter one of the, the main rules on it. So, we are going to be playing our version of Beat the Pundit. I don't know what we're going to call it, but we're going to play Beat the Pundit. If you aren't familiar with Clyde One Super Scoreboard's Beat the Pundit format, essentially, there is a list of questions. Inside 30 seconds, one of the players needs to try and answer as many of the questions as they can, and most importantly, get as many correct as they can. At that point, when the 30 seconds is up, we will bring the second player in who has no clue what the 10 questions are, and then they will have a chance to answer said questions. And they'll see if they can beat player one score. It's pretty simple. If you don't understand me, you'll get it when you watch it. However, through Zoom, with connection issues, with audio issues, we're not going to do 30 seconds. We're going to do a minute, right? And if you if you manage to get up through all 10 questions then great we'll just see who gets more correct ultimately won't we so it's pretty straightforward and um it's now time to see who's going to be player one and who's going to be player two ryan mcginley you're you're still i believe top of the league table for the end of episode quizzes so i'm going to let you decide do you want to have a crack at the whip first or do you want to go second um i'll go first you're going first. Right, so at this yeah. point, Callum, I'm going to ask you to mute your PC, mute your mic, do whatever you can so you don't hear us, and then give me a good big thumbs up. A new message you, come back in. You probably could do that, actually. You probably could do that. That's a good idea. Right, farewell, <laughs> Callum. Farewell. You will back shortly. Right, McGinley, are you familiar with what you have to do here? Yep, I watch them oh. every day on YouTube. Right, okay then. So are you ready for your... I better get a clock, actually. That would probably be a good idea. I'll answer all ten. You think you'll get through all ten in one minute? With me reading them as well? Yep, because you're quick. And you will be quick. Right, okay. Are you ready then, Ryan McGinley? I am ready. Right, your time starts now. Nick Montgomery joined Hibs from which Australian club? Central Coast Mariners. Which ex-Celtic player started in goal for the North of Ireland in their Euros qualifier versus Denmark? Conor Hazard. Who were the last team outside of Glasgow to win the Scottish Cup? St. Johnson. TNS are the second Welsh side to reach the SPFL Trust Trophy semi-finals. Who was the other team? Remember, you can say pass if you want to. Conor's key. Who scored more goals for Celtic, Scott McDonald or Anthony Stokes? Stokes. Who are currently top of Scottish League 2? 
Oh my god. Dumbarton. Which team I'm known as the Dunhammers? Oh, who are the Dunhammers? Queen of the South. Right, your time is up. Your one minute is up. You didn't make it through all ten the way that you were so confident you would, McGinley. So you've got mm-hmm. to, you've got to accept defeat there. Can I just answer? Can I just answer the other ones? Yeah, okay, just give I'll, me I'll the time. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you what you got through, though. For the, for the sake of the quiz, you got through seven questions. Right, mm-hmm. you got through seven questions. Um, so yeah, good stuff for you. This was the last three questions. Who currently plays at the Global Energy Stadium? That is Ross County. Who? How many points do Aberdeen have in their Europa Conference League group? Uh, two. And finally, Robbie Nielsen has taken charge of a football club in which country? USA, Tampa Bay Rowdies. Right, okay. So you, we are only going to count the seven that you got. I don't think Cam will get <sighs> through more. We are, that's the rules of the game. That's the rules of the game. You can't meet the quota. You can't, you know, it should only have been 30 seconds, really. Right, so you've got a potential of seven right. I'm not going to reveal if you've got them right. I'm going to have to try and memorise your answers, but I'm, I'm quite good at stuff like that. So I'm going to go and tell Callum to join back. Are you happy with your performance, McGinley? Yeah, the Dunhammers one is annoying me because it's either that or Rafe Rovers. It's it's one of the two. It's a blue. It's a blue side. I know that for sure. Um, what, I sh- what I should really do while we wait on Calm is is mark how many that you actually got right. Because um, I think you've done pretty well. Um, I think you've done okay. But we'll we'll get to it. You you remember what you? Yeah, asked I think my I think my timing will be a curse here. My timing. I think on it. I think you, you've done okay. But here is Calm Craig. Calm Craig. You don't know what I'm going to turn into the Gordon Dieller, I said. The Gordon Dieller. Have you not seen the new persona that uh, Gordon Dieller's got when he does beat the pundit, the Dazzler? When he becomes oh, the, the most arrogant guy ever? The best right, one is asked which other European country did Ange manage in at the point, and he answered with Japan. <laughs> well, don't don't do don't do anything like that. Right, Callum. Quick reminder: you get you get one minute to try and get through as many as you can. Remember, if you want to move on, you can say pass, and we'll come back to the question at I the end. Come back, right? Yeah, pass. yeah. You, you know how to go about it. Will you get through all ten? Will you wait and see? Are you ready, Callum Craig? Uh, as ready as I've been. Right. Okay. Your time starts. Now, what, Nick Montgomery joined Hibs from which Australian club? Pass. Which ex-Celtic player started in goals for Northern Ireland in another Euros qualifier versus Denmark? That game they played... Uh, yeah, Connor I think so. Who were the last team outside of Glasgow to win the Scottish Cup? Hibs. TNS are the second Welsh side to reach the SPFL Trust Trophy semi-finals. Who was the other team? Uh, pass who scored more goals for Celtic Scott McDonald or Anthony Stokes Stokes who are currently top of Scottish League 2 Hamilton which team are known as the Dunhammers pass who currently plays at the Global Energy Stadium Global Energy Uh, 
St Mirren? No, it's not. They're the SMRC. How, right, one last question. One last question. How many points do Aberdeen have in their Europa Conference League group? Two. And then you would have had time. You made it for nine out of the ten there. So well done. You actually done better than McGinley on that front because McGinley oh. got through seven. But we'll come to the answers in a moment. Callum, oh. the, fa- the final question would have been Robbie Nielsen has taken charge of a football club in which country? Uh, it's over in America, and it's like right. their championship or something. Uh, right. USN, USNF or something like that. Uh, yeah. USFL, I think it is. That is something I daft. Right. So, we'll go through the answers and see what you've got between you. Are you ready for this? Right. Question one, oh. of course. Question one was, of course, Nick Montgomery joined Hibs from which Australian club? Callum, you passed in the answer. Ryan, what did you say? Central Coast Mariners. Which is correct. So, it's 1-0 McGinley. The second question was, which ex-Celtic player started in goals for the North of Ireland in their last Euros qualifier versus Denmark? Both of you answered Connor Hazard, and both of you got it correct, so it's 2-1. This was the one you'll be kicking yourself about, Callum Craig, because you got this wrong. Who was the last team outside of Glasgow to win the Scottish Cup? McGinley, you got it right. The answer... It's nice to, uh, it's nice to forget about the COVID season, but this actually yeah. happened. St. Johnston, St. Johnston, of course. Oh, that's a good thing. I should get you a point for that and it's own, to be <laughs> honest, forgetting about it. So, Jesus 3-1 McGinley, a hard way back because McGinley did get question four right. Uh, question four was another one you passed, Callum. I would never have had a clue. It was TNS, the second Welsh side, to reach the I get that right. Trust Trophy semi-finals. Who was the other team? The answer, which you said, was Connor's key. So... Well done, McGinley. Is that the one Kelly played a couple of years ago? Yeah, when they had Alessio. Question five, you've both got correct. Who scored more goals for Celtic, Scott McDonald or Anthony Stokes? Which the answer was Anthony Stokes. He was there for longer, wasn't he? I think so. But my thinking method was, I thought he was there longer, surely it must be him. Aye, so Quite an underrated striker, looking back on it. McGinley, so far, you've got five out of five. So that's not a bad start. Can only manage on... seven of the questions. Ah, Calvin's in <laughs> two out of five. Uh, question six: Who's Scott's top of, of of League Two? Who's currently top of Scottish League Two? Callum said Hamilton. Ryan, you said who would you say again? Dumbarton. The correct answer was Stennis Muir. Right? Mm, Stennis Muir, a top of League Two. So oh, that was your first one incorrect, Ryan. Still currently 5-2. Question 7. The last question McGinley got to. The Dunhammers. You passed, Callum. McGinley, you said... Queen of the South. Which is correct. It is Queen of the South. So, we have got a winner, as we know, by this point. 6 out of 7 for McGinley. But that's as far as you could get. Um, question 8 and 9. Mc- uh, Callum, you did get on to. Question 8. Who currently plays at the Global Energy Stadium? You said St Mirren. You fumbled though because you knew yourself that it wasn't right, didn't you? The correct answer. I know it wasn't. The correct answer, Ryan. You did get it when Ross, I asked you afterwards. Ross County was there a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Ross County is correct. And finally, the last question that Callum got to, you did get right, Callum. How many points did Aberdeen have in the Europa League Conference Group? It was two withdraws against HGK and Palk. Um, and finally, last question, which none of you officially answered, but both of you did answer correct off the books. Robbie Nielsen has taken charge of a club in the US of A with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. So, I take it for on that. in the footsteps of Tom Brady. 
What'd you say, Calum? I says, can I take it the consolation point? You can, mate. Do you know what? If we if we take into consideration all ten, then McGinley, you would have finished with oh six out of seven there. Then you got seven. You would have got nine out of ten, <laughs> which is not bad. Not a bad effort, Callum. You would have got one, two, for four out of ten. So it's not the worst. I mean, you hear people. Aye, I mean, you know, you get people on it and they get, what, zero and one, so it was not bad, and especially when you've got, like, a minute to answer and you've just got to say the first thing that comes to your head, it's, it's tougher than it sounds, really. But well done, lads, a cracking effort um, in the half-time quiz, which means we can move on to our last couple of bits of conversation before we get to the Q&A and the, the end of episode quiz. The Celtic AGM was, was yesterday, um, not much happening at it. To be, to be perfectly blunt, I thought it was a rather pointless AGM, just the same rinse and repeat answers that we get every year. But Callum, one of the main topics of conversation was the fact that the Green Brigade are still out of the stadium. That doesn't look as though it's going to be resolved anytime soon. You've not been on uh, since the whole palaver with the Green Brigade and stadium bans and all the rest of it. Have you got any, any thoughts on the situation and any of the updates from yesterday's AGM? Um. We sort of like obviously try to keep myself up to date with where we stand like that. And so as we're speaking about it back and forth, we're saying it's like you wonder if it's a case of obviously the talks between the group and the board are still ongoing, but what be a case of say we go over to Rome, you take a result and then that run into Christmas you've got fine and then you play Rangers at home at the end, they try and sort of get a resolution in place for a big sort of push towards the new year. But I mean it's a bit of a messy situation. Could have been dealt with better, yes, but I think it's been a long time coming. Yeah, McGinley, it, it doesn't look promising. Um, however, the the North Cove Celtic supporters group did announce today that they plan on welcoming the side to Celtic Park on Saturday. Um, a step in the right direction, maybe, potentially. Yeah, the, the... Wasn't Saturday supposed to be like a or tomorrow by the a day of action or something? Yeah, it's supposed was, to be a day of action. Does that maybe suggest that there is some motions happening in the background towards a return? I just think all the adults need to get in a room together, both from both sides or all sides that are involved with this, and just get this sorted out because it can't directly affect what is happening on the pitch because it could mm-hmm. do it, it. It could do eventually if um, if the atmosphere isn't maintained. Now I know that other fans can take it upon themselves to generate that atmosphere. Not all these other fans have a drum with them and a megaphone that can <laughs> can stimulate that sort of atmosphere and generate that sort of atmosphere. So it is, it is difficult. I just hope that I hope that it all gets resolved. The things that need to be resolved do get resolved and we're back to the way it was because there is no denying that the Green Brigade bring the atmosphere, they bring the noise. Um, don't necessarily agree with absolutely everything that's happened with regard to the Green Brigade, but one thing, when you take it at face value, they are the atmosphere. The boys are the atmosphere as well. We need them both back. We need everybody singing from the same hymn sheet. And if that is the case, then Celtic Park will be all the better for it. Um, a couple of other things happened at the AGM. Nothing too spectacular. I'll open the floor. Any, any thoughts towards the Celtic AGM? Or just a couple of housekeeping issues to go through after that, really. So just take your time. I just, for me, and this is something that irks me quite a bit, there was about three or four mentions of Rangers oh, in the AGM for whatever reason. Just focus on yourself. I made this point in my Celtic Way video yesterday with Tony. There is so much positivity going on with Celtic at the moment. You look at the record financials, you look at the team that's currently playing on the pitch, you've got an elite level manager that's back at the club. 
why do we need to put? Why does Celtic need to put out petty digs towards Rangers? There's no point. That, I mean, it's, it's just so boring. The, the penalty to Rangers. I'd expect better from a CEO mm-hmm. than to come yeah. out with a uh, hundred percent silly. You'd expect that. You'd expect that from somebody in the stadium, not somebody in the boardroom. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's not a good look, and I and I wasn't a fan of it. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm looking for professionalism throughout the the club. That's what they get paid top dollar for. And, you know, it's comments like that that are a bit boring. And, and Peter Lawwell, you know, he's got history with making comments like this at AGMs and the like. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I wish I wish it was a wee bit more professional, to be perfectly honest with you. You stole everything out of my mouth that I wanted to say. It's like you almost... But I know you said you made your own video yesterday, but you've, you've just echoed everything I said in my video <laughs> yesterday as well. I, think I didn't even watch that video. <laughs> well, yeah, we're on the same page. You've, you've stole the words out of my mouth. I sort of, and I was gonna, my question to Callum was going to be, you know... It's okay as fans to have a dig at Rangers. I'm not saying it's one rule for one and one rule for the other, but as football fans, when you're at the game, you're playing Rangers, you've had a drink, you obviously make digs towards the team that is your biggest rivals. You want to be the one that's on the upper hand and, and, and you will jibe at them, you will, you, will, you will say whatever you can. But at a, a professional level, in a boardroom where you're discussing the future of Celtic Football Club and the matters that most affect us, the, the, the biggest at Celtic Football Club, and then you're taking wee digs like penalty Rangers. I know it's a bit of a laugh, and and the dads will love it. You know what I mean? But I just feel like it's something that Celtic now for so long have used as the measuring stick for our success. As long as we are doing better than Rangers, and as long as the the board feel like they can have a little bit of a, a dig at Rangers, then you know they'll go on and and they'll they'll use that as their their measuring tool for success, Callum. When us as Celtic fans are eagerly waiting to hear something at the AGM that will spell future success and expansion for Celtic, but yeah, it's it's digs like that we get instead. You feel like when you're getting sort of those bits that sort are of chucked around the penalty range, sort of, you feel like that's what you want to give them to sort of make their digs at, mm. have your stuff with that, and let leave that to the fan side of it. As McGinley touched on, you don't want that to come if you're CEOs and such. It is very petty in the sense you think you're there to discuss Celtic and it should be how we can further and better the club, how we can then progress. Just to then be stuck on those kind of comments as a very childlike in a sense, I'd say it feels. Do you know what really winds me up? And I didn't bring this up in my video yesterday um, because I don't want to feel like there's always a certain select people that pop up in comment sections and on social media that think that when I say things like this I aim it at them I don't aim it at them but when something happens with the Green Brigade they get dubbed um, wee guys unprofessional yada yada you see this and this isn't me using the point I'm not trying to pure side with the Green Brigade or bum anybody up or anything like that but this is the point I'm trying to make here People think that the Celtic board are flawless in their decision making, they've run the, board, the, the club well as a business, that the sun shines at the board's arses and that the Green Brigade and fans are the ones that have something wrong. When you look at some of the statements that Celtic fans, or sorry, the Green Brigade I should say, put out, you'd think that those are the guys that have a boardroom and a sense of professionalism compared to some of the statements you hear at these AGMs. Three digs like that compared to some of the statements put out. And, and, and it just annoys me because there's people who just think that the board can't do anything wrong, anything wrong at all, and they will back them till the day that they're gone. It irks me. Yeah, I think there was a. I think there was somebody said that the Green Brigade were divisive and they should be permanently banned from Celtic Park. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for divisive figures or divi- uh, uh, 
divisive entities and look no further of the chairman at Celtic Football Club, one of the most divisive people in Celtic's modern history and Peter Lawwell. So, you know, yeah, I mean, everyone can have their own opinion on the Green Brigade, but I, I certainly don't think anybody, anybody is in any good position to call for the banning of season tickets, of hard of hard working support. fans, people mm-hmm. that will have work outside of their of their job at the weekend with regard to the Green Brigade and getting TFOs arranged, getting um, new members sorted, you know, their charity work, their countless charity work, the food bank drives that they that they take part in. Um so I don't think anybody's in a good place to call for the banning of you know, at the end of the day, some of our people and Celtic fans, you know, they may have different views with certain elements, but they're, they're, they've got the same opinion that they want Celtic to do well on the pitch. So I don't think anyone's in a really good position to be calling for the banning of certain people, to be honest with you. Unless yeah. there was something that they did that was so awful that they deserve a ban, a, a complete ban. And, you know, uh, although though there has been some incidents that... that you know, have have been quite divisive for the the popularity of the group. I don't think there's anything that would call for a permanent ban. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah, uh, you've summed it up well, right? Poetry, son, poetry. And listen, as always, it's a podcast with our opinions. Everybody is subject to their own opinion. We're not telling you what to think. We're not telling you should or shouldn't like. Trust me, there has been some other opinions this week that oh. have been very much aired on podcasts. Ah, uh, yeah, there's been lots thrown out there. Uh, do you know what? I've actually people will maybe notice it's not like i'm saying that you have to pay attention to what i'm doing i couldn't care less but you you know follow me don't follow me i could not care i've took a right step back from social media i can't even be bothered i've not tweeted in a, a good while now i just cannot be bothered with the thought of it it's just exhausting at the minute being on social media and you're better off without it so i'm not telling you what to to, to who to like who not to like be on the board side being the green brigade side do what you want um this is a platform for our opinions we hear our opinions i feel like we do it quite well so talking about opinions let's move on to a couple we quick housekeeping points before we we finally move on to the the last couple of segments uh brendan rogers did mention at the agm and in his press conference callum that he plans on trimming the squad down in january and he plans on signing players in january we should expect movement um we will touch on this in a much grander scale as we get towards january when we'll talk about this for probably half an hour on an episode but what are your initial thoughts callum on on roger's comments how high are your expectations for january on you go um i think it's actually quite nice to hear him what obviously he has then basically said these are the players that i need these are players i don't need see if we can get done with them get the loaned out perfect get sold get funds into the club even better I think it is nice he also does have ideas he obviously will know better than us he's a players every day to us to where actually needs improvement I think so we touched on it very briefly in like the like Celtic chat and then like we're basically saying like with the youth so our mm-hmm. players coming through in that we've t- like we touched on like the likes of Rocco Vata and such where we get yeah. another sort of young sort of right winger through we've touched on I'm very happy with Yang in the current moment in time but do you then get some down with a bit more experience obviously provided if you were still in Europe that'd be a main driving point but just need to wait and see yeah, um, and, and Ryan, as we know, the squad, i seen a very uh, good tweet today, and it was, uh, obviously I brought up the, the Elvis and Cliff Richard 
the situation. I seen somebody tweet today, I, I can't remember who it was to give credit, so sorry for stealing your part if you're somehow watching this, but it was a great tweet. Someone said that uh, Brendan Rodgers refused to get a photo with the Celtic squad because it was looking bloated, which I thought was quite <laughs> funny. Um, so it's nice to hear that though, that there is plans because we know there's too many players in this team and too many that aren't good enough, Ryan. So work needs to be done. We are addressing that, it seems. That's a positive. I think he said that the the number of players, senior players currently at the club is thirty two, which is far mm-hmm. too much for um, you know, it's far too much when you consider all the players that are out on loan as well. So um, I'm I'm sure that number probably has those players as, as sort of senior players that are are we out on loan too. So the, the the squad does need trimmed down. There's some players that just will not get game time, and there is no point in them being there. You know. You, Amazingly, Celtic have still got James McCarthy still in their uh, <laughs> on the books. still still in the books. They've got players that haven't even made their professional debut yet for the club in Quan and Marco Tilio as well. Um, I'd like to see something of Marco Tilio. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he's he's had a couple of appearances for um, for Australia's under twenty threes. So you know, maybe a bench appearance at the weekend would be absolutely brilliant. That's if he's ready to go. Um, felt like it took forever for Daniel Ozani to get a game, and then he did, he did his ACL in his first game. So you're hoping you're hoping that the, the lightning doesn't strike twice in that regard. Um, and there's so many other players that just aren't contributing to the team. I think the defence is a bit of a problem as well, but not in a bad way because there's so many bodies there that is the, it's the deepest in terms of depth that the defence has had ever since I can remember. To be honest with you, in terms of capable capable defenders that can come in, you know you've got. Skills, who is, um, who's been the surprise of of the past couple of years? Not even just this year. I would say in the past three, four years, with his emergence into the first team. But then you've got Carter Vickers, who plays alongside him. You've got Navrovsky, You've got Lagabelka. You've got Welsh that's back from injury. You've got Kobayashi, who'll probably go out on loan or permanently. You've got Nat Phillips, um, and you've got Awata that can play there as well. That is far too many bodies for a position that Celtic don't play free at the back. You know they don't need that amount of players. Uh, available for selection, so I think maybe one or two of them might move on as well. Who that'll be, um, it's a bit of a, a confusing one, especially down to the fact that Stephen Welsh signed a new four-year deal, so you know he'll be on a good contract as well. That was before he got injured and before Liam Skills made that emergence into the first team. Lagabelka needs games, Navrovsky needs games when he comes back from injury, so yeah, the squad is in a, bit, a very bloated place and it needs to be sorted. Yeah, well put. Um, that'll we'll wrap up there for the general speaking portion of the podcast. I know that we've not talked about Europe, but listen, there's still a few days to Europe. Um, there'll be probably a couple of questions in the Q and A about Europe anyway. Plus, we'd probably be here all night if we even started talking about the importance of the Lazio game. So don't worry, I'll be on the channel. Obviously, you've got McGinley on the Celtic way as well, where I'm sure you'll be talking about a lot in the coming days. And then you've got Callum on Twitter as well, if, if he decides to tweet any thoughts about the... Come into the pass my time. <laughs> exactly. If you want to hear Callum's thoughts, go straight to the man in the cell. Callum's podcast about Odin Home. You've got Green Friday on the morrow, or build the day when it comes up. Get ourselves in. You should be getting a wage rise for this, by the way. That's promotion. <laughs> they should be giving you a, a bit of money for that. Um, next year's Christmas advert. <laughs> you know why? So you said. Let's talk about the Christmas advert very quickly. You said that somebody in the advert didn't actually work for Celtic or something. As far as I'm aware, I have never seen the person in my full time at Celtic. Laney, who is the one at the end with the we skip the book, is phenomenal. She's a manager. 
to postosity. They better get you on it. You, you've got a, a, a recognisable face, Andy. Oh, I would love that more. I would love it to hate Do you know, there was actually grown adults talking about how they didn't like the Christmas advert. I'm like, bro, really? it's not for you. It's the, it's not aimed for you. It's got Hugo front and centre. He is the unofficial mascot of Celtic. You know, <laughs> Ch- Wayne's, Wayne's love Kyogo. The more Kyogo, the better. We got, we got our bit at the end with Brendan Rogers with a book, which was worth, mm-hmm. was, was worth the price of admission or the ad that you watched on YouTube for it to come up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was well worth it, you know. I, I didn't even know about that because you know I was uh, I had the the screen recorder um, ready for anything funny that came across. Um, as soon so, as I seen the, you're, as you're capitalising oh, anything, didn't you? Uh, ultimate, what is it? The the op- ultimate opportunist is that Randy Orton Randy or uh, no, Edge? That's Edge. That's Edge. I oh, Orton's the what the apex predator. Yeah, so, that's it. Uh, I'd much rather be called the ultimate opportunist <laughs> and the apex predator. <laughs> no, we'll just stick to the predator for you, son. That'll do. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> I'm joking. Right, let's get into the Q&A before things Jeez, get easy, oh. shall we? Let's get into the Sorry, I've seen an old virginity and I had to take it. Listen, I've been called worse, so don't worry about it. Um, we put out the tweet this morning about the, Q- the podcast being back. It was met with a, a great applause. Um, sadly, we had to let down Liam McPhee, who said, who was really excited to see Kieran's wee set up in the loft back and then I sadly let him down telling them that Kieran wouldn't be on the show this week so hopefully we'll have all four of us for episode 100 because that would be a nice wee celebration of, of things so don't worry you'll get your fill of Kieran soon Liam um, let's see somebody said uh, Doogie says who, who are the uh, very harsh C word who keeps pinching the studio set about them boys G4 will cover it I know I want to know who it is Yes, eyes are on them. I'm not going to um, mess with Paul Craig. <laughs> <laughs> imagine it was. I imagine it was Paul Craig. Like, oh, okay. Did he win? Um, no, he didn't. No, no. third round, third round submission loss. It was uh, a very unfortunate fight for him. Ah, that's a shame. Um, I was going to say something. Did you see the sad news? By the way, some really sad news. The world of darts is shaking. Russ Bray is retiring. I think we're going to see he died. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's retired. He has been of... part noise. But he, uh, no, there's a couple of times Aye. where he's got he's, he's got his counting terribly wrong. Yeah, we're getting to yeah. that. We're getting to the festive period, which can mean mm. a couple of oh, things. You know, thing. like, well, it's dart, darts is back. You know, yeah. I'm buzzing for that. I know there's another darts question. I was about to say, well, it's hardly back when it's on all year round. But I know what you mean. I know what you. Mean. I know uh, what you mean. Proper darts. Nah, the proper darts. <laughs> right, let's get to the actual questions. Very quick fire, so we can get the quiz done and up the road, even though we're up the road. Uh, Cal says pick two wingers and he's given a list he's given us Jota Maida Palma Abada Yang and Haxa so there's your there's your choice and, and this is to test me and that's the reason he's put Haxa in there to see if I go with him I'm just going to go out right now get my two done give me Palma on the left and Jota on the right thank you good night yep we'll take that I'm exactly the same Yep, I'd, I'd further in on that. Oh, he's a pretty filthy... That was interesting. Did you see that at the AGM that Rogers said that he'll ask Michael Nicholson yeah, about a potential it. loan move? Hmm. That's, how much a percentage of that wage can we actually offer to pay? I know, I know. I there's no point the as well. I, I don't think there's much point, especially if Celtic are out in Europe. Would he just be coming back to the league in the Scottish Cup? Yeah. If that is the case, then I would much rather 
Celtic develop Yang and potentially Tilio, and then Abada will be coming back as well. Maeda, it could it could present more problems than, than positives. I know Jota being back would be absolutely brilliant, but if there's no option to buy on his deal, then I don't really see the point in terms of long term for Celtic. Since it, Kevin says, since it's Zoom slash COVID times throwback, who's better, John Joe Kenny or Shane Duffy? Um, I think I'd actually like to throw my own hat into the ring and see myself. I think I'd <laughs> After your shift at fives the other night, I'd agree. Ah, apologies. Hope your ankle's better, mate. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, I was giving you a compliment, by the way, on your shift. I thought you played well. I was in the other team, obviously, but it's fine. The foot's fine. The foot's fine. But, uh, I don't know, it's just a horror question, isn't it? But, aye, aye. I would, I'd have to, I'd actually painfully have to say Duffy looking at both of their careers since I think Duffy's done marginally better than because remember Duffy had that wee kind of rejuvenation at Brighton like straight away mm-hmm. and he scored like three weeks in a row and he played quite well he was getting mad at the match that sounds like uh, his Celtic career <laughs> he scored yeah, three weeks does. in a row in his it first does, couple of games but I'd, I'd go Duffy <laughs> but what do I really think I'd go as Kenny by default because Kenny? Duffy was that bad yeah I, I still remember <laughs> You see this unbeaten run at home that Celtic have got? You have to actually go back to the last time that they were beaten, and that was against St Mirren when Duffy mm. bounced off that guy that's about five foot nine. Do you remember that? Or was it, who was it? Dennis, Eman- not Emmanuel Dennis, he plays for Nottingham Forest, but uh, another player Denny. called Dennis. Uh, um, it's, uh, I think that was one of the, remember that video with the, the clown the music? Clown I music. Think that, yeah, it's, it's still, it's, it's not funny, but it is. Right, let's rapid fire them uh, so we can get on to the quiz. We have um, Anthony Devine is always saying who would win a Celtic manager's Hunger Games. I'd go, I'd go Martin O'Neill. I think the wee man wins. Nah, mm. uh, Jordan Stratton for me. Oh, Stratton, okay. Right. Right. John Ten Games Kennedy. <laughs> I think uh, he, you can't, he's indestructible. You can't beat him. True. He'll always be there. Uh, Dylan oh, but then again, Gavin, Gavin, Gavin Strachan can be involved in that because he managed two games. Aye, <laughs> he managed those two games. Aye. Gavin then. Right, Dylan, our good friend Dylan from Eunice's favourite Derby goal. God, we usually get that at Derby time. Uh, it takes a long time to think about that one. There's a lot of good Derby goals, but mine's is always Nakamura against Rangers. That's my favourite ever. Mm. Always will be. It's up there. Jota. Hey. The chip. Thanks. Keep in for chip and the pictures above me for the six two game. Larson's chip. Uh-huh. Mm, yep. Good shoot. Cracker. Cracker. Oh, I think Barry up. Robson's penalty's up there as well. Though, Aye, that's, that's that's true. That's true. Add the lad says weirdest interaction you've had with a Celtic player. I don't think I've had any weird interactions. Do you know what? I'm just going to go for the entirety of Aaron Moy's welcome press conference. That's mine. Thank you very much. Painful. 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 No disrespect, Aaron. Love you. Hope you're enjoying retirement. But uh, God almighty. I met um I met Victor Wanyama and Rabiu Ibrahim outside the 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 body shop in oh, Glasgow. I, so I yeah, I got pictures with both of them. I didn't ask Ibrahim to get a picture of me and Wanyama. I know who Ibrahim was as well, so I got them both. Um, You've obviously had a me. Sorry, Sorry, on you go. Keep going. No, it's probably better off if I don't. Oh, okay, <laughs> right, that's fine. You've obviously had a few calm now interactions with Celtic players, but have any been weird or awkward or anything? Um, I think, funnily enough, my weirdest one comes in a time with McGinley when we met the players after oh, the League Cup oh, final. Oh, and it was James Forrest, funnily enough. 
we'd said, oh, James, any chance of a 40? And he went, oh, we'll get one tomorrow. So he's actually going to come to the I was waiting outside George Square for about 12 hours. I took his word for that. The dad's went out for the milk. He's, he's, he's uh, coming back, guys. He's coming back. <laughs> I know. I, that has to be up there for it. The fact I will get one tomorrow is if he knows his personal. I'm like, okay. Nah. We met loads of players that night. That was like a, that was like a, was a conveyor belt of Celtic players, yeah. honestly. Jota, Jota told us to drive home safe I was like Jota mate you've just won the league cup I never said this to him we've just won the league cup there is no way I'm driving tonight he was brilliant aye I asked a bit that who's winning the darts world championship viva Gary Anderson says Nathan I tell you last year I got it right I got it right last year I predicted from the very start of the tournament um, and I, could I go with the same answer this year probably yeah I don't know. Who are you saying this year? Luke Humphreys. Okay. You got a pick, Cal? Uh, Luke Humphreys, especially the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's been absolutely tremendous. But it's one of those ones that if Van Gerwen plays to the top of his ability, can be up and down. If Uh, Van Gerwen plays at his top level, nobody can get near him. It's mm. just if he drops it a bit, then it becomes a bit more uh, of a challenge. Because last year I did say Big Bully Boy, and I was I was confident for the start. I just had a feeling that he was going to win it. I was like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And then he got all the way. I was like, oh, right. Let's hope I, I should have put a kit on it or something. But I was going to say Van Gerwen this year because I've got the same gut feeling telling me he's going to win it. But the amount of times you've seen him just bottle random games because he's been absolutely shit. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I'm going to go with Van Gerwen. Do, you know, do you know what age Van Gerwen is? Oh, I don't know. 53. 34? Oh my god. I don't know why I said 53. That's how young he That's how young he yeah. was when he got into See, the... He looked, he looked quite different as well when he debuted, didn't he? Like, he looked Have you seen just... him with hair? Aye, just... It doesn't look aye, right. It doesn't look right. Um, right, fucking hell. We've actually got a lot of questions today. I feel bad skipping through any. If you've asked any, sorry for skipping it. Um, Max has asked for your Pepe's order. But I don't like Pepe's, so I don't have a Pepe's order. There's one in Coat Bridge and I've never been. I'm not a fan of it. Cam, do you like Pepe's? Eh, uh, nah, I think I usually stick to the Black Rooster if I'm getting uh, same. Same. Sorry we've let you down there. Um, what do you mean? Supertonic, Ro- to- Supertonic Tom Rogget says, what do you make of Roger's comments about no more project players and do you believe it? Because isn't Celtic just a modern day stepping stone? E.g. Rio was a project player that just smashed it. It's the one that takes a lot of depth of an answer, doesn't it? The point that I would make is that most players at Celtic sign are going to be projects because they'll go on to better things. I think it's more about how much you spend on those said projects. You look at players like Fabian Reader that were linked, uh, Ardon Jashari was also linked to the club. Um, if you can bring in players like that that are maybe worth a bit more, then... You, if you speculate to accumulate, then you'll get more when you sell them on because they're a, already a quality level of player. You want players that are young that can come in and and make a difference in Europe, much like what Salzburg do. You know they've got young players that can do the business in Europe, but they can still sell them on for X amount uh, in a couple of years' time. So it's all about finding that balance, I think. And final question, because there is a couple of Celtic questions here. Sorry if we skipped that. We are on an hour and two minutes though, so I want to get this quiz done for a lot longer than I thought we talked today. Sean says. And this is, we're giving him life advice here, lads. He's asked, should I go down now and work in Dublin for 25 euro an hour? By the way, 25 euro an hour, that's 
That's I'll right. <laughs> so he's asked, should I go now? Should I go and work in Dublin for twenty five euro an hour? I'll go to university and get a degree in sports science and do physiotherapy after it. I have no clue what I should do with my life. I feel like we're like one of those hotline podcasts now, and people come in with their life problems. We are not the qualified experts, by the way. No. Um, what I would say is, don't know what age you are, Sean. Don't overthink it. It's not the end of the world if you don't go to university now. It's it's not the end all be all. If you want to go and work for twenty five euro an hour, bank some cash, feel free and do it. You can go to uni when you want, but um, just really follow what you think's the what's right for you. That's the mad advice, anyway. Yeah, that twenty five euro job might not always be there, but the the opportunity to go back to uni is there. Um, as Ryan and myself know, we went mm. to uni later on, and I sort of well not later on well. Yeah, later on, well, for me more so, because I was a bit older when I went mm. to uni, but universities are always going to be there. Certain jobs might not always be there. Uh, just go with your gut, really. I mean, Callum, you've been for job to job. You've done the rounds. You you, you know what it's like. Ah, I mean, you'll find a job you could go to. It might not be for yourself for the exact same way uni. might go, thank you, fancy. It might not be for yourself. If you're still, as I said, we don't really know that age, but if you're still at a young age, there's no point in feeling like you've got that much pressure and you need to do one thing over the other. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. So have I've, always, I've always said to myself, if I could go back and like talk to like the school, talk to like my year at school, as in like when we were at school, if I was like a speaker, I would like, I hated the idea that the school, like big Jerry Lyons, good teacher and all that, respect for the guy, but they always used to push down your throat that university was like the end all be all, you need to go to uni, like that's it, and if you don't go to uni, that was the idea, that got shoved in your throat, and funnily enough, I fell for it, I was like, oh my god, I need to go to uni, and I dropped out of uni when I first went, I dropped out after six months, and it wasn't the end of the world, so... Aye, just don't pressure yourself, Sean. That's a that's a final bit of advice I'd say. We right, lads, is that what we're saying? Yeah, absolutely. The only thing Jerry Lyons achieved was uh, getting blazers in fashion. That was it, mate. <laughs> I wonder if he watches this podcast. He's a celebrity. I would love nothing more if he did. <laughs> Jerry, we salute you. Um Right, let's move on then to the final part of the show. Very quick fire it through to end it off. It is our end of the episode. If you know your history quiz, which today will be hosted by Ryan McGinley. So, Ryan, take it away. No bother, I just need to get the right quiz. I, I realise that Kieran and I only really speak when a quiz comes through, so I just <laughs> need to go through them. Right, okay. Nobody sees this. Oh, wow. I my message about what size of trainer it was it was after. Ask me mm. from that day, get to get a response. Hopefully, this. Is this, is this the, the new Selic Gazelles? Yeah, it is indeed. I. He asked me to uh, keep my pair aside as he's not back until Christmas Eve. I was like, oh, that should be fine, mate, but I don't know which size he needs. So. Uh, if I was to take a guess, I'd say four and a half. There's my guess. <laughs> four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yes, four and a half. As a cheat, I've got, I shouldn't even, you know, he's quite a tall boy, <laughs> Kieran, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's quite, a, quite a big lad. Um, but aye, anyway, Ryan, take it away. So, the full-time quiz is on Scotland and the Euro 2024 qualifying campaign. 
That reminds me, by the way, Kieran did have a question for us about the Euros, and it was like, who was on the plane, but we're not doing that today. 25 players, no thanks. No going through that today. Sorry, Kieran. That's a good one today, closer to the time. Aye, definitely. Right, McGinley. So, since uh, Callum lost the quiz, I'm going to ask him if he wants to be player A or player B. Uh, I'll take player B. Player B. So, Ryan, you are up first. Okay. So... Including the upcoming edition. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold, hold, hold. My dad wanted to tell me he's gone for a shower. So that is <laughs> that, that <laughs> Right. Once again, McGinley, take it away. Right. Before I was so rudely interrupted, kidding on, I would never say that about Stevie. I love him to bits. Um, including the upcoming edition. How many times have Scotland qualified for the European Championships? Oh, that's a mince question, that. I mean, how, how am I making all that? I'm going to do what, a random number. I'm going six. The correct answer was four. Ah, so God. that was 1992 in Sweden, 1996 in England, 2020 at Hamden slash Wembley, and 2024 When did the Germany. European Championships start? Not sure. Because my, so they never made it before the 1990s? Looks like it. Wow, okay. Right, just move on. I don't care. <laughs> Player B to go one nothing in front. How many points did Scotland finish the qualifying campaign with? Uh, oh, yeah. Dirty so-and-so. That's a brilliant question. Oh. Oh. I think I have an answer, but I think it's wrong. I'm trying to think of the results out of my head. Melbourne uh, you know me, I don't bother about international football, so I would never get it. Neither. That's why I'm trying to hang it, Mel Merton. Uh, uh, I just cannot amass, I guess, here. Yeah. 13. That's what I was going to say. Correct answer, 17. Oh. Massively underestimated, is it? Ah, you know, I was going to say 13 as well. <laughs> Well, this, uh, this is not a quiz for you, Ryan. This is not a quiz for oh, you. Nothing each. Great. This is nothing each going into question two. Ryan, how many points did Scotland get away from home in the qualifying campaign? Well, they beat Norway, which is three points. I can't even remember who's in the group now. They beat Norway, which is three. They lost to Spain. They drew with Georgia, didn't they? So that was four. And then I can't remember the other two teams in the group. So I'm just going to go for... A lovely. I'm stuck between seven or eight, and I'm going to go with seven. Correct answer, one nothing. Yes. Ryan, you were you were talking about the other two teams. You can't think of the other two teams in the group. One of them oh. is Scotland. Oh yes, <laughs> you know, of course. <laughs> the other one was Cyprus. They get three points in Cyprus Such as well. Right. That was the one that effectively booked their place. And well, I'm glad I went with seven summer. and not eight. Then, thank God. Yeah. Player B, Calm to equalise. How many goals did Scotland concede overall in the qualifying campaign? This is a TSF, a TSF. TSF brief for the third one. Buick would be loving this, then. Do you think TSF would come back now that we've qualified for this? Probably not. Let's be real. Let's be real. I know I enjoy it as well, but let's be real, like you know. I'll just repeat the question. How many goals did Scotland concede overall in the qualifying campaign? 
I've got a guess. Not between six or seven. Play a copy of Ryan's Meth and Go Law. Six. Correct answer is eight. Oh, eight. I was going to be wrong either way. Two to, to Spain, two to Spain, two to Georgia, and four to Norway. Oh, so, yes, of course. To go two nothing in front line here. How many different Scottish goal scorers did we have in the qualifying campaign? Four. <laughs> no, no, that's a stupid. No, I'm taking that back. <laughs> it can't be four. You've chucked out now. I'll stick do you know what I would date to use if I was the host. I said four. Four it is. I didn't I, I just rushed. So if you would have said four the first time and four the second time, you would have got the right answer. The correct answer is eight. Oh, with right. Dykes. I, 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 I thought we were gonna say it was four. I was like, what? No, no. <laughs> what was that? Sorry. Listen, it's a roller coaster of emotions when I'm hosting. Fucking these. hell. Uh, you think it was one McTominay scoring all them for the sake. <laughs> Shows how much you watch it on London Dykes, uh, Kenny McLean, Scott McTominay, John McGinn. Cal McGregor, Stuart Armstrong, uh, Ryan Porteous, and Lawrence uh, great, great, for, great for Scotland. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> great, for, great for Scotland. <laughs> you, 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 get your, you get your tricolour away. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Scott, so this is to equalise, Cal. Scotland played in Glasgow, Seville, Oslo, Larnaca, and which other city during this qualifying campaign? That's right, so can you go through them so again? Gla- Glasgow, Seville, Oslo, Larnaca, and which other city? Oh, good luck. Right, so who's <laughs> the team in the group? I don't even care, I'm helping you here, because I, I wouldn't get it anyway. Is it no Georgia? Mate, it is Georgia. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> I, I'm quite good at geography, but I honestly Do don't know the, the country. No, one of the countries I don't know the capital of. I'll, I'll know when you say it, but I couldn't think off the top of my head. Not a fucking scooby. I'm glad you said capital because I nearly gave away the answer. Nah, that generally couldn't even hazard, I guess. Just pass it. Uh, Tbilisi in Georgia. Never, nah, no, never is... in a million years. Wow. Where's Jai Gray? Where's Jai Gray when you need him? Oh, he'll be See, fucking to be fair, See to, be, see to be fair, like when we were playing well, my age and your age, when we were playing Ultimate Team, there was never any Georgians that you would no, sign. Nowadays, no, exactly. people will know because of Kvarit Skelia and that goalkeeper as well. But yeah, uh, Tbilisi and Georgia. So, Ryan, to extend your lead, what an awful to get a question. Here's a question uh, that you'll like. Here's a, here's a better one. Right. Here is a better okay. one. A more Celtic right. oriented one. Nice. Uh, how many Celtic players have been called up during this qualifying campaign? Oh, see, this is annoying because it's during the whole campaign, which has been gone on for fucking yonks, and I can't remember who's been in a, every squad. Right? Obviously, McGregor and Taylor are the obvious two. I don't know if Ralston's been in or out. I couldn't tell you for the life of me. Um, but I'm just going to go for... I mean, who out? David Turnbull? No, I don't even think Turnbull's been getting a call up, has he? I'm going to play it safe and go with three. 2-0, Ryan Fitzsimons. You are you. absolutely correct. McGregor, mm. Taylor and Ralston. Turnbull was called up, I think, last in maybe 2021 or something mm. like that. Or maybe he was called up, but he didn't play or he didn't get called up for any Euro, Euro groups or the Euro qualifying. Calm, we need to get you on the board here. 
<laughs> we, we need we need to get you going here. Scotland oh. are in pot three alongside which former European champion? Oh, oh fuck! Jay sent the fucking pots on the other day as well. I didn't see it, so I haven't. Oh, because we're talking about the fucking dream group and the worst group. Mm-hmm. You need this to stay in the game. Oh, fucking tell me about it, mate. Because pot two was an absolute stinker, I know that. Um... Do you want me to just read out the question again? Scotland are in pot three alongside which former European champion? So a team that's won the European Championships. In pot three. In group. Uh, Holland. Oh, what an answer! Correct. <laughs> the, ne- the Netherlands. Fair play. I know. Obviously, um, I, I think the main news is that Italy are in pot four of that. Uh, nah, no, they were pot four. I would have um, said Germany. Um, so they're they're pot one because of the hosts. Nah, one, aye, they're oh, hosting. of course, aye, that's right. Um, so Czechoslovakia did win in 1976, but since this was not as an independent nation, Czechia and Slovakia are not accepted answers. Fair enough. Well, I'd like to imagine so, considering Czechoslovakia doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> Love that. Thank you, Atlas. <laughs> uh, question number five. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Ryan, to win the game, to cement your place, who scored... We'll move on to Callum's question here, oh, to be honest. There is no way in hell. If you get this, I'll right. give, as Les Dennis says, if it's up there, I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> <laughs> who, scored, who scored Spain's second goal for Scotland? I watched the game. I, no. The first... Murata scored one of them, didn't he? Murata, I'm sure, scored one of them. But I could not tell you for the life of me who scored the second. Because it was 2-0, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Because it was, it was one... Did not have that disallowed goal that would have made it one nothing to Scotland and it was two quick-fire goals from mm-hmm. Spain. It didn't really feel mm-hmm. like a 2 nothing game. I don't know. Ansu Fati. <laughs> nope. Uh, have you ever have you even heard of this guy? He's, he plays for Atletico Bilbao. Atletico Bilbao. Olihan Sanchez. Never heard of her. <laughs> I think he's an attacking midfielder. <laughs> Who the fuck <laughs> is that? <laughs> Olihan Sanchez. He plays for uh, Athletic Bilbao. What would you have done Let's if go- I got that? Huh? Oof. I'd have done the Ronnie Dilemmon doing to my scans, you know. That's just bad for Callum, though. Yep, absolutely. Player B, two force a tie break question. Who was the overall top scorer in the qualifying campaign group after Scott McTominay? Oh, so like the full group, or do you mean like Scott? Who was the overall top goal scorer in the qualifying campaign group? After Scott McTominay. Scott McTominay was so, so the top goal scorer. Right. Who was second? So is this like just I'm still confused. Is this like for Scotland? In Scotland's group. Oh, in Scotland's group. Scotland's group, right, right. I thought you meant for Scotland. So, so did no. I, so did I. Right, right, right. Um overall top scorer. Couple of options in there, right enough. Couple of good strikers. So who was second to him? 
انا اقدر تفيق مرعاه بزن ماشي في راينس سن بلا اكلون ولا غير ممبر تو يز جوز Wow, no, it's not. Marata Ryan is the winner of the yeah. quiz. Do you know? Do you know who plays up front for Norway? <laughs> I don't even consider Norway. I was stuck. I was stuck between the two as well. I was stuck between Marata and Haaland, and I actually was going to say Marata myself. I don't mm. remember Haaland scoring that many. No, that's so why. Aye, aye. How many? Not how many did Scott get? How many got? He must have got seven. Because Erlen Haaland gets seven. Erlen Haaland gets. Yeah, Haaland gets six. Four v oh. Cyprus, one v Georgia, and one v Scotland from the penalty spot. So Ryan goes against Cyprus. I just go against. It's a fucking. But the San Marino, it's like France. France v San Marino. <laughs> that was a good quiz. That was a good quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, Ryan. You've done a fantastic job at hosting there. Um, there wasn't even a tiebreaker on this, so I don't know what that says about this. Right, well, I think he expected us both to struggle there, didn't he? Have just <laughs> something separating us. But that's it for the for the show. We went on longer than I thought we would have. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to be back. Sadly, not in our, our usual surroundings and, and via the uh, bright lights of the G4 Claim studio. But hopefully for episode 100... We'll be there. Um, but thank you all for listening and hopefully we get a good result to celebrate tomorrow and hopefully Tuesday as well. We'll just need to wait and see. So, Ryan McGinley, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. And Callum, thank you to yourself as well. Thanks for having us, mate. Much appreciated as always. And we'll see how we're feeling for episode 100. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be out of Europe or maybe we'll have a bit of hope to cling on to. We'll just have to wait and see. If you've we'll enjoyed... We will be there. If you have enjoyed, <laughs> like and subscribe. Give us five stars, Spotify, and all that nonsense. And we'll see you all next time.